BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. Western Illinois University and the changes we're seeing as we enter a new year. Western, like schools worldwide, went from a normal campus environment to a pandemic-induced shutdown, to remote classrooms, to a hybrid of sorts, and now to the return of classrooms with conditions. And with the Omicron variant now surging, what are the latest conditions facing students, staff, and administrators? We talked with Assistant Vice President for Academic Affairs, Dr. Chrissy Mindrup, who is also the administrator in charge of the Quad Cities campus. So we're starting a new semester in 2022, of course, but you've got the same old problem with COVID. It's interesting because Western is now kind of adapting to the latest Omicron variant, isn't it? Yeah, to some degree we are adapting and, and to some degree we're continuing on with, with the good practices we've had in place now since, uh, gosh, since, since way back in summer of 20, uh, continuing face coverings, um, social distancing and so on. Uh, but we've added a few more uh, layers of, I guess, safety to the campus as we prepare for the spring semester. Of course, it has a bigger issue, I would think, in Macomb than the Quad Cities, only because of the dormitories. Um, how has that been working in Macomb so far? Well, you, you definitely have a different student population and living situation between the Quad Cities campus and Macomb. And so uh, the additional layers of, of safety that we're looking at uh, is uh, the uh, gateway testing to kick off the semester. Um, students, faculty and staff will all be required to do a COVID test before they come to campus. So that's one layer. Uh, as I said, we're continuing the other protocols that we have in place for social distancing and limiting gatherings and, and those sorts of things, uh, as well as just making sure that uh, the classrooms, uh, the environments throughout campus are uh, socially distanced as well as cleaned and sanitized on a regular basis. Well, you do know as far as vaccinations are concerned, some schools have demanded that their students are fully vaccinated and also have the booster shot. Has Western really pushed this idea? We've really encouraged our faculty, staff and students uh, toward the, vac the vaccine. Uh, we have solid percentages for both populations on both campuses who have uh, elected to uh, to, to get that vaccine and, and as well as the booster. Uh, and then what we also see uh, for, for individuals who uh, do not get vaccinated, uh, we have had a testing requirement over the past semester. And then this January, especially while Omicron is a factor, uh, we'll do weekly testing for all populations. So whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated to just make sure 
that we have that additional layer of safety on campus as we kick off the semester. That seems to be the key right now as we enter the third year. Can you believe I'm saying that? The third year of this pandemic <laughs> is the importance of testing right now. And as you well know, nationwide in the private sector, getting the tests, getting the test results are all becoming a huge issue, uh, both in time, expense, and even availability. Is that a problem at all at Western? It has not been a, a problem uh, for either of our campuses. Uh, through the arrangements that we have to provide testing on the Quad Cities campus, as well as those uh, for testing through the, the health center and other resources in Macomb. Uh, so we've been able to provide a consistent, consistent testing uh, protocol for, for our community. You do know of so many frustrations with this ongoing pandemic and the regulations and the mandates that are going on. And I hate to say this, and you can slap me the next time you see me because I'm going to say this. Have we, have we reached this new normal type of uh, period where just the fact that you have to be tested or that you are wearing a mask when you're in a, uh, uh, I'll say a crowded classroom, so to speak, is just acceptable now? I think constantly pivoting is kind of the new normal. Um, our university community, including our faculty, staff, and students are, are pretty agile to the situation. Uh, we do evaluate the situation ongoing. So as we know through the last, uh, since March of 20, we've learned so much about the pandemic, uh, both about the virus itself, as well as the effective ways that we can respond to it and the behaviors that we can put in place to ensure the safety of our community. And so I, I think overall, uh, you know, we're, we're adapting with, with the rest of the world. And I think we have the benefit of a university community uh, that has access to information, opportunities for dialogue uh, among employee groups with faculty expertise, with uh, the partnership and the expertise we have within our communities as well. Well, I, st I still think back a few years ago when former president uh, Dr. Jack Thomas was talking about how he wanted to push Western more into uh, online learning and, and use more of the uh, computer education. Well, look what happened in the last two years, how all universities and even uh, 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 K through 12 schools were actually forced to do that. There must be some practices that you've learned from that that you want to continue almost like keeping the good but getting rid of the bad. We have learned a great deal about uh, the way course format uh, creates opportunities in the classroom, um, new ways of instruction that our, that our brilliant faculty are applying to their classroom environments, uh, using uh, Zoom and other technologies, integrating them together in innovative ways, and also capturing new student populations, uh, thinking about the post-traditional student or the uh, the working student, uh, both of those populations, among others, are looking for that added flexibility. So uh, while many of our students want a balanced uh, university experience, uh, the, the added flexibility of, of online learning uh, has been kind of a silver lining uh, in how we balance those two types of experiences, because we do want uh, to offer an engaging experience on campus where students are interacting with each other, interacting with faculty in a safe way. Uh, and when we need to, we also look at those alternative formats. So it's a true balancing act that ebbs and flows with each semester.
When you're seeing possible freshmen uh, looking to come to Western, I mean, have you noticed that? Is that over the last two years, these high school students have been doing remote learning and not necessarily classroom learning, that now do they, do they thirst for the college experience or are they now so used to online learning they don't mind staying with that process? It's a bit of both, I would say. Um, we, we see that, that students do still crave that uh, social interaction in and out of the classroom, uh, as well as uh, many of them are more open, I think, to online learning because they've experienced that within the safety of either uh, their high school experience, which was kind of a familiar setting, uh, or in their work experience with their employer. So when they come to WIU, uh, they're prepared in those ways. And what we've tried to do over the past uh, two years uh, and ongoing is to balance that, to create both those virtual opportunities as well as safe in-person activities when we can. Western was very proud of its enrollment numbers, seeing some uh, light at the end of the tunnel in the fall. Uh, particularly, I, I know that you were pointing out a great increase in international students and at least holding on to a student population that you had. The other side of the coin is also retention into that second semester. Do you have a feel on how well that went this year? It's too early to tell right now. We are, um, we are just a few days away from the start of the spring semester. Uh, with the pandemic, uh, what we've learned is that trends we rely on in the past aren't necessarily uh, predictors, but so far we, we like what we see. Uh, we're seeing uh, stable numbers, uh, continued interest, continued efforts uh, by our teams on both campuses to connect with students and get them ready for the spring semester. And that applies to both the Macomb and Quad Cities campuses. And specifically for the Quad City campus, I mean, are you retaining the students there, do you feel? Uh, um, are, are we able to grow this campus? We are, absolutely. Um, there are a number of, of signs that we see uh, both uh, stability and growth. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the increased access to online learning has been uh, something that has benefited the population uh, of the Quad Cities campus, those uh, post-traditional and working students that we attract, but also the first-year students that, that the Quad Cities campus attracts. And uh, we're looking at uh, a number of new programs that we know will attract students. Uh, we have a focus on ensuring that our portfolio of offerings is aimed toward uh, the community interests as well as the student demand uh, for the types of uh, academic experiences and careers they ultimately would like to have, uh, whether they are in the Quad Cities region or beyond that. And Western, in the Quad Cities, is going to be offering an early childhood degree. You know, as well as countless people in Iowa and Illinois, that there is such a need for early childhood care. I mean, these working mothers, these working families are finding it very difficult to find daycare. How much, uh, how much do you think that program is going to really uh, be impactful in the Quad Cities? We have, we have great uh, aspirations for that program because of that exact need and, and that demand in our Quad Cities area. Um, often you'll hear the term uh, child care desert. Uh, as far as the access that our community has to uh, preschool education in the Quad Cities. And so our early childhood education program is really designed, uh, first of all, to attract a new population, a new generation of early childhood educators, uh, 
Um, second, then, to involve those educators and our faculty in, in creating preschool opportunities for young people um, within uh, the context of our program. So really a hands-on learning opportunity for our WIU students, but then also we are aiming toward uh, community involvement in that as well. So access from our community to be able to uh, access preschool services from Western Illinois University. And so very exciting, excited about the evolving conversations and plans for that. Well, and then the potential for adding more students to the Western campus, the Common App is now uh, uh, part of uh, Western's offerings to uh, possible incoming students. How does that work and how is that gonna help families and students who are thinking of coming to Western? Well, the Common App is, is, is an interesting tool that families can use to apply to any school in the state of Illinois. And what we've seen from WIU is uh, increased interest uh, through the ability for students to look at uh, what institutions are available in the state of Illinois and seeing Western on that list and, and uh, you know, submitting that application and being part of uh, the consideration, Western being part of their consideration for where they attend college. And so it's really created an added convenience and another avenue and tool for students to connect with Western Illinois University. Well, getting ready for that last semester for the 2021-2022 school year, Optimism, I take it, because uh, um, you know there's there's so many new programs, so many new ideas that are emanating out of Macomb and the Quad Cities. We're very excited and optimistic on both campuses, in part because of those those new programs. In addition to early childhood, uh, recent additions also include our psychology program, which is growing leap, leaps and bounds. That was a high demand program that our community was asking for. Uh, that our students were calling and asking for, so we were able to meet that need. And then also the addition of civil and electrical engineering. Uh, the, the demand for engineers is also very high in the Quad Cities region and beyond. And so Western aims to deliver, um, to recruit students to the, those programs and to generate high qualified alumni that contribute then to the workforce and the quality of life in our community. Western Illinois University Assistant Vice President for Academic Affairs, Dr. Christy Mindrup. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.